Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Red Eyes TV. I'm Henrik. Thanks so much for uh, being here, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at the uh, story that's ongoing, unfolding, have been unfolding now for a few years, actually, but the scandal behind it. Uh, about, uh, what, 90 miles or so to the north of me up in uh, Canada. Uh, we have a hate gate going on, right? And it's been a, a big uh, issue ever since the, uh, uh, the trucker convoy, everything that's happened with Diagonal and Plaid Army. Jeremy McKenzie is our guest today, joining us to kind of break down the story. How are you doing, Jeremy? Good to have you back again. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, 90 miles or so. It's, you know, not far away enough. It's not far away. Some Americans and not close enough for somebody like me who probably needs a place to escape to very soon. <laughs> I don't look, obviously, obey all laws here, right? But uh, isn't there some passage here through like through, through the woods somewhere that wouldn't? No. It <laughs> it's, a, it's a long border. I, I, <laughs> it, it I'm is. skeptical of their ability to keep me out. You know, I'll squirrel <laughs> my way in if I have to. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's not. Well, I mean, it's bad down here too. But it's 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 bad everywhere. Wherever wherever yeah. the hell you go. Uh, yeah. But uh, but Canada has it uh, had had it uh, unfolding in front of our eyes over the which, last couple of years. Which, yeah. Yeah. which theater of the Second World War would you like to deploy to? None. Can we do none? No. You got to pick one. A, a third option would, would be good. A fourth option. Fifth. Whatever. Something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I thought. So so. Okay, the hate gate affair, unmasking Canada's hate industry, right? It goes back to the uh, trucker convoy, as I said. Uh, it goes back to uh, antihate.ca. This goes back to what, uh, how they used you guys, Diagonal, you specifically, Jeremy as well, but you know most of you guys in Diagonal, uh, to basically you know invoke the Emergencies Act. It's a huge scandal. It's an it's an embarrassment, and I know it's been called a failure, like an intelligence failure. Yeah. But but obviously it's not that, right? I mean, this is like willful ignorance and, and intentional ignorance in order to use something uh, to be able to uh, evoke the Emergencies Act in order to uh, change the direction of the country, essentially, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I I called it that when I when they, they forced me to testify from prison. And, uh, and I said, yeah, it's the biggest intelligence failure in national history, like for our country, because, you know, in some elements of it, it, it appears like it was nefariously, you know, intentionally pushed, even though they knew it, you know, was nonsense. And on the other hand, you had some cops and some people in the RCMP, our, our federal police, so like the FBI, really in the States, saying, you know, there's no threat here. There's there's no criminality. There's no threat of terrorism. Like, there's no, you know, no reason for this. But the politicians went with it anyway. And somebody somewhere, you know, floated this and said, like, it's their job. It's the job of the intelligence community to get it right and tell these people what what's what's happening and what's going on so and and since this has come come out they've done that no one has come on tv and and said <laughs> we put their hand up and go this wasn't us you know we told them this is not correct that and now we've suspended civil liberties the charter of canadian rights and freedoms is off the table we've got martial law you know it was only for a few days but i mean it should never have happened at all bank accounts are being seized people are thrown in prison and it was all a lie yeah. And where was the intelligence agency? Their job is to protect Canadians. Well, Canadians are being harmed by their own government. And where were you? You failed. You failed in your job. Yeah. And they uh, and, and they intentionally did it. Uh, that's that's what I think anyway. <laughs> they intentionally I, like, yes. you know, because they're part it, of it, right? They needed this setup in order to uh, push the country in this direction. Uh, they needed a scapegoat. If they didn't have one, they would have created one. Some we can get into that later. Mm. They tried to create one. They had one, right? There was one this group. Uh, it was like running around in the woods and they were making videos yeah. with guns and like, we're going to let's overthrow yeah. the government, you know, kind of, <laughs> right? well, that was directed at me. These guys, um, this was six months. And this is one of the things you've got, uh, Levant and others saying, Oh, he's a fed because, uh, you know, he, he ratted these guys out to get a deal. Uh, I like, this was, 
months before I was ever arrested at all. But I was definitely being surveilled and followed by the police, which I said to people, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you're paranoid." The documents since have proven that that was the was the case. I was correct. And this was um, there was a thing that happened in the '90s in Canada called Heritage Front, and Heritage Front was basically <clears throat> like a neo-Nazi organization that was founded by CSIS, our Canadian Security Intelligence Service, like our CIA or NSA kind of domestic intelligence. MI5 is probably a closer comparison, and um, they founded it recruited a bunch of people and then counseled them to commit violent, you know, offenses, uh, fire bombings, assaults and things like this. And it was the it was the government that did that, you know. Um, so I'm aware that this is a thing that's out there. Like there's and for other reasons, things you've seen in the United States, like this isn't a new tactic. The FBI has done so honey potting, yeah. fed jacket, fed entrapment and stuff like that. So these guys appear on the Internet right at kind of we're really starting to peak and election cycles coming up. This is pre convoy. Everybody's angry and upset. And uh, anti-hate has started to be on to lean into this fed nar- this, this militia narrative because we trolled them with a photo and we made some comments intentionally trying to make them look silly. And uh, right around that time, the media started picking it up and I'm like, oh, they're going for it. And then all of a sudden, these guys in mass in the, in, you know, in the woods with guns and the whole thing, curiously, only uh, rifles that are still non-restricted and available in Canada at the time, which tells me that they were you know, legally acquired, which is, you know, interesting, which mm-hmm. is an interesting side thing I noticed. Like the ones that had not yet to be banned were all featured in this video. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And they said specifically, because I asked about this early, years ago, I, I talked to a couple of people that were like legally a little more educated than me at the time. And I said, is there anything I should never say? <laughs> like, is there anything, because they're familiar with my content and I'm a pretty subversive anti, you know, not anti-government in the sense that I'm an anarchist, but a corrupt, horrible one that we have. Yeah, I really don't like these guys. But what can I never say? Is there something I should never never say uh, that you're having a call to arms or that you're organizing <laughs> for something like this? Because that be, is definitely going to get you charged, right? One hundred percent. So these guys identify themselves. We are the we are the militia, the F forty nine militia. They say this, right? This is a call to arms, specifically that phrase. And I immediately went, cops. Yeah, <laughs> they're cops and they're they're trying to they all of our YouTube comments intelligence like, oh, you guys are our brothers. We should hang <laughs> out. So I was like, no, we should I'm calling their bluff. So I called the police line. I'm like, hey, you got these guys here. I don't know what's going on, but they seem to be seem to want to be committing violence and terrorism or something. You know what? You're confusing me of all the time. Well, you know, there they are. And then they said, oh, you should come talk to us about that. It's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> about what? I just showed you what I know. There it is. Go. I did my part. And then that all went away. Like one guy got arrested and then the rest of it just went away. It was never talked about ever again. So any names released, anything like that? I'm not sure. I think there might have been one, but there was okay. four or five of them. And it just, they were reading a script that was clearly written by somebody LARPing as like a right wing extremist. It was, yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. And I was like, this is, you know, and, and I'd never, it was months later I get arrested and then they started coming at me a different way. But I'm pretty confident that I know if I had to bet a 90, 95% chance there was some kind of federal, this was, this was not what it appeared to be. This was not a bunch of innocent guys in the woods looking for friends and just misguided and, and so on. And they were so hardcore to the cause that they all just gave up and folded immediately. There you go. One of them got arrested and raided for weapons charges or something. Nobody knows oh, well, who they I are. I guess the revolution is off, you know? <laughs> okay. You guys any, were going even hard. if you, even if you wanted to do that, why, 
why would you tell that to anybody? <laughs> Much less publish a video I on the on YouTube. <laughs> and, well, and that was the other angle. And somebody was like, "Well, if they're not if they're not working for the government, they're still a massive threat." And I don't want these people around my friends. And I've got of course you know, not. people that follow me. They're not always the bright. You know, they're not the sharpest kids, and they might end up in the wrong talking to these guys. Next thing you know, they're in jail. Of course, yeah. So I'm like, get the get these people get away. away. I don't away. know who these guys are. I don't owe you anything. I don't know. You don't go on the internet and say, hey, who wants to fight the government to the death with me, a random stranger? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, buddy. Like, <laughs> get out of here, man. So that makes me a fed because I'm smart enough to follow, you know, spot traps when I see them. <coughs> so and then months was... later, I'm getting arrested and charged with a million things. You know, they're dragging me across the country in chains. And so because this narrative that I'm, you know, I'm Pablo Escobar or something has, you know, taken hold in the media and it's been played all over the country for, you know, two years. So that was Ezra's claim, uh, I guess, huh? Yeah, he's lately. So he's, you could argue that Ezra is taking the, those guys' side, essentially, yes. right? Mm -hmm. he, he's been a critic of mine for a while. He's never liked me. He's always been after me, probably because he's a hardcore Zionist, and I'm very much anti-Zionist. <laughs> that's probably, I imagine that's at the crux of it, because he's ignored many, you know, numerous times I've been involved in things. He's just abandoned it entirely. And now he's actually come out and attacked me, but I should uh, be careful. I, I don't want to say too much, because he's being sued right now by me, so. Oh, there you go. Should, yeah. Mm. And he's taken to his platform to suggest I've committed crimes and I'm counseling people to attack police and all these. None of this is true. There's no evidence for any of this. He says he has evidence. He doesn't show it to anybody because it doesn't exist. And then the hate gate stuff comes out. And now he says, oh, well, he called the police on people who are obviously dangerous or committing a crime or, or, or also police themselves. So therefore, ex nay vis-a-vis. He's got like this matrix. I'm the architect guy explanation for for why I'm somehow a secret informant. It's right. It's funny to watch him squirm about it. Oh though. boy! It's you know the courts will. So he's he's fallen short on the hate gate stuff. That have, do you know yep. if they've reported anything on this? Because uh, some no, of the outlets out there, right? You send me a couple of links, and we'll look at some of those in a moment. We have a, a great video mm -hmm. that kind of summarizes the whole thing, guys. We're going to look at that too, in, in case you need to be caught up on this. Again, I mean this this store, this began. What, 2020, really, then, in a around way, right? Time. Yeah. 2019, 2020, 20. right around the time I kind of popped up. And why it's, you know, interesting, or I think, I mean, it's because, you know, your audience is primarily American and European and stuff. And it's like, why Why do I care? Why, well, I don't care about Canada. Like, listen, I live here and I barely <laughs> give a shit. Okay? We care about Canada. <laughs> I understand. I you know, get we, it. We care about the great white um, north. But essentially, uh, the anti-hate network is what we have up here. My, when my buddy Gord uh, told me, you should call it the Northern Poverty Law Center, which is what they are. <laughs> the Southern Poverty Law Center gave them the initial seed money to get started, and they've, they, they're they the same. It's the same thing, the same idea, the same kind of um, MO. And what they've done is decide to take ordinary citizens. Like, they don't go after institutions. They're not like, no, no. oh, we're fighting hate. And Well, who? Like, what groups? Oh, just individual people with Facebook pages. And we're trying to ruin their lives and dox them and get them fired from their jobs and all these kinds of yep. things. So really like just terrorizing the population and attacking people for expressing themselves in whichever way they, you know, choose legally choose to do. But it's like, well, they still have to be attacked. So they do this and they get government funding to do it. The government has paid them a lot of money and they've got a lot of money from other donors and stuff. And, the, and they work for uh, the regime, which has attacked not only me and other, you know, populist kind of, you know, dissident figures, but also their opposition party and the conservatives and, and others. And they smear people and, you know, there's people in jail over it. We've got four guys yeah. in Alberta still in prison, still in jail because they're under the you know, a presumption that there's some part of some kind of dangerous militia. Is this a coots, which never existed? Coots for is that the term for? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. One of these guys I took a picture with once because <sighs> I met him two times, mm -hmm. and he was a fan of mine, and he was, you know, nice guy, right? Like as you do, I've met hundreds, thousands of people, maybe I don't know. Yeah, 
And uh, so they were like, well, well, that's proof. That's proof that they're working together on yeah. some kind of nefarious plot. And they rolled all these guys up and they're all part of a militia. Well, according to the people that investigated, that's not true. So why is this happening? Yeah. So the ADL, SPLC, CON, like they have the ability to manipulate our security agencies into targeting our own citizens and yep. then follow through to the point they get imprisoned entirely on the nebulous, you know, machinations of, and in this case, Bernie Farber or Jonathan Greenblatt or whoever decides yeah. that, yeah, these people are this because I said so, go get them. And they're also teaching um, our military, our police, police uh, yep. schools That's and right. toolkits, special programs, you know, all yep. of that. So yep. they're just going for it and brainwashing everybody. And right now they're asking for five million more dollars from the federal government to continue these <laughs> operations. And we're trying to use this. The timing is great to, you know, email members of parliament and stuff and say, look, what th th this is what these people do with this money. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of me or my politics or anything. Uh, we weren't doing anything illegal, and they took people they just didn't like and didn't ideologically agree with and decided, well, let's imprison them. Let's destroy them and put them in jail. And they briefed international intelligence agencies on me, the Five Eyes Network. So I guess I'm yep. on this list probably at the NSA and the CIA. If I ever go to America, I'll probably end up in jail. England, Australia, New Zealand. like So I'm trapped here. I was denied a passport for no reason. I have no criminal record, nothing. They just were like, no, you're Holy a terrorist. This is all because, you know, a bald high school teacher with an anti-racist blog said so. Yeah. You know, it's cr absolutely crazy. And That's the insane. connections. And this is why I, I just sorry, I just remembered the Heritage Front thing I mentioned in the beginning uh, was the CSIS agent guy that started it, Grant Bristow. He's friends with Bernie Farber. They, ah, he, Farber has admitted he has a relationship with this guy and yep. that they're friends. And, uh, you know, so how deep is the relationship between anti-hate and the you know Canadian security it's state? The Who's same, in charge? It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, know, you could argue, you know, what came, we know what came first, but I'm saying like which what benefits whom or, or which one runs what or whatever, but they work hand in glove. And that's why as soon as you have kind of a conservative or right wing or nationalistic kind of group <clears throat> popping up uh, grassroots organically like this, whether they do street activism or whether they're, you know, become like the Proud Boys was or whatever. Right. But you had, then you actually had you had some guys that were like fighting back against the Antifas and yeah. stuff like that. They could, they could not have that. And look at the nope. the sentences that have come in following J6. Right. I mean, they've had their eyes on those guys for a long time. Now they're like yeah. away 22 years, 17 years, 18 years in jail for this shit. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Insane. Insane. Owen Schroyer, the InfoWars guy, was yep. just standing Another 60 around. Years. He's getting two months because he was riling people up, I guess. Like, yeah, oh, 60 days ago. Yeah, 60 days ago. Or 60 yeah. days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the significance here, too, is that I, I've noticed, and I think a lot of people have noticed, I don't think it needs to be said out loud, but it's worth, you know, reminding people that because everybody's now working together globally um, to push similar issues, we've had a much greater effect. And, you know, we were talking a little bit briefly about Keith Woods and the ADL stuff. Yeah, this is this is proof that it's not an American problem. It's not an Australian problem. It's not an Irish problem. It's a global problem. The yeah. same problem, the same kind of sickness is everywhere in all. And it's all being coordinated from the same people. That's correct. So it's yep. like if you need to convince like, oh, you think these guys have all this power? Like, look at what's happening all over the world. The exact mirror shot for shot. Same situation. You think that's a coincidence? Yeah. No. And th that's why we need to support each other, help each other. We need to war we're, in the information yeah. war with each yeah. other, we're, you know, we're and we're help each other. The same, Absolutely. Just different fronts of the same war. We're yep. all just in the same fight in different places. And I've, you know, recently all over the West. came out.
we spoke earlier, there's the FBI had so many informants in the crowd of January 6th. They don't even remember how many there was. They didn't do an audit. <laughs> um, the FBI and the ADL share an office space. That's correct. Like, how is that appropriate? This is crazy, yep. right? So it's like every country, this is, a, like you said, a hand in glove situation all over the world. So and, and, and we should uh, all work, be working together. Like if, if they win in Ireland, they win in Australia. That's a win for all of us the rest around the world. Exactly. A win in America is a win for the rest of us. So that's right. That's right. Other. Uh, it, it's absolutely insane. I mean, again, just reflect on that. Un, these are unelected people. Nobody, nobody yeah. voted for these people. No one told them this is what we should do. Blah blah blah. And it's just and they're these, experts. Experts of course, based on experts. what? <laughs> what are their credentials? What is their training? What is I've their? Been, I've been researching uh, hate for more than t- the Talmud. <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> That's what I have. <laughs> I've been researching hate for more than twenty years. Oh, really? Mm. Things you hate? Wow. Right. That was yeah, I don't right. know. <laughs> That's basically yeah. it. I mean, there's things that they, yeah. anything that is not yeah. politically expedient to them, yeah. things that they see as a threat, something that could stand in the way for their, uh, you know, goals and ambitions politically and culturally, that those are the, yeah. and it's just, it's just individuals are going after. This is yeah. not organizations just, making, you know, millions of dollars each year like they, yeah. like they do. You know what I mean? I was just a veteran on the street with something to say and they threw everything at me and I was aware, like, I was like, whoa, what is all of this? And I was aware yeah. that, oh, someone's been following me and documenting me and, you know, looking into me and research, like, why? What, what did I, who the hell am I to justify this? It's and, it's know, sad in a way, right? There's like, they, they don't have nothing better to do. Is, is that it? I, I guess, guess there is no, there's no other threat. What, what happened with like, uh, you know, all the other terrorism that they told us were, were well, supposed you, you to be so no pers- afraid of, you know? Right. Well, like the guys in the woods who are fulfilling, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. word for word or the mirror, they're the exact thing that they claim to be looking for. And they don't even mention that it happens at all. It's not even a thing. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's clearly, it's just an ideological struggle is what it is. Like you said, yeah, it's just, what do they hate? Uh, I hate you. And like I, I said this last night on my own program. It's like you, these people, like you hated me before I even knew you existed. And you're, right. and you're acting like I'm the problem. Like I did something. I was just living my life and you started attacking me and I'm completely oblivious to anything. And you're acting like I have this, some kind of evil agenda to destroy. Pe- I was just pointing out things I saw that just, that bothered me. And, uh, they, they're like, well, that means he's, he's trying to kill all the Jews in the world. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, why? I just, why is there so many immigrants all of a sudden? That was the first video I ever made. Like, what, yeah. what is this all? Is this normal? Did we always have this many hundreds of thousands? Is that, is that okay? Nope. He's Hitler. Like, and then just, <clears throat> and then they come after you. So in a lot of ways, they had that not happened. I maybe would have gotten distracted and done something else. So, I mean, they can <laughs> thank themselves for this whole development. This is all they're doing. Well, they could have I mean, left me alone. But again, I mean, it, it, we see that now, it, you know, different people at different walks of life, they wake up all of a sudden, they, whether they become vocal or speak out or, you know, does some content online speaking about these kinds of things. That's how insecure they are in their position. That all it takes is one guy with a you know popular, if you, you know different channels or Twitter account or YouTube, whatever you know, uh, Rumble these days, even alternative platforms, right? And they must shut them down because they're losing the plot. That they they cannot control the narrative. If this gets out to too many people, it makes too much sense yeah. uh, and refutes their worldview. And it's showing it's showing that your side is losing on this front. And the only way yeah. they can keep the lid on right now for, for t- and even that's not working, but. They're going pedal to the metal, hundred ten percent as much as they can to censor, to ban, to block, to debank, to uh, to de- unperson, yeah. like all these things, and they're still kind of losing. You know what I mean? They're still yeah. kind of they're losing. Two, two guys in their basement, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Joel's, uh, Joel Davis said something the other day that was, was very true. He's like, the, the, the censorship and everything they're embarking on is because they say, well, if we allow these people to talk, if too many people hear what they have to say, that people are going to side with them instead of us. They're going to agree with that? them. And it's like, yeah, you're right. That is yeah. what would happen. That's why, because yeah. we're right. It. You know, and it, once people hear these things, they go, yeah, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. And That's right. You can't have that, so. Let's play this video here. Uh, this is by, was it uh, Son of Plaid who made this video? Yeah, there was a, a few guys. It's kind of a you know team effort. He edited a lot of it, and some of the you know, research and clips thrown together was from Derek and you know Greg Wycliffe helped with it too. And, yeah. You know everybody was sharing it around, so you know it's kind of a <laughs> team effort. Uh, yeah, you it's know, a good the, one. The Empire Strikes Back. You know, check this out, guys. Here's a summary yeah. here uh, to catch up in terms of what's been uh, yeah. happening with yeah. the situation. Here we go. Evan Balgord, executive director of the Canadian Anti Hate Network. Bernie Farber, chair of the Canadian Anti Hate Network. He's a nonpartisan nonprofit. We wear our bias on our sleeves. We are very proudly anti-fascist and we focus on the far right. Last summer we had a uh, 100-year-old church burned to the ground. Canada's leaders aren't condemning the burning of churches. No, they're endorsing the burning of churches. I understand that it's not your organization's mandate to talk about these things. As, as you've said, you're clearly focused on uh, the far right. COVID conspiracy theories. Safe and effective. They kill this so-called convoy actually seeded the ground for the worst display of Nazi and racist propaganda that I have ever seen in this country. Bullies, racists, bigots, and Nazis. We now have over 300 active hate groups in Canada. There's other groups that we're very concerned about. Jeremy McKenzie, the de facto leader of the, the Agalon movement and neo-Nazi organization. That's Accelerationists uh, who <laughs> want to violently overthrow the system. They got me. <laughs> no fighting, no spitting, Hide the sun and no throwing That's anything, right. don't even litter. Who are now also encouraging their members to join. If there's a speed limit on walking, walk slower than that. One of the key figures of that, Jeremy McKenzie, his slogan is gun or rope. If they say it's now <laughs> it's illegal your slogan, to look at the sky, yes. <laughs> look at the ground. Be good, for the love of God. Do you know if um, the Canada Anti-Hate Network's uh, views about you have been relied upon by law enforcement or other senior officials in the federal government? Yes, I have. Diagalon. 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 A far-right extremist group. We're talking about a group that is organized, driven by an extreme These ideology. senators and cabinet. Yeah, I remember when this happened. By a former member. It was literally like someone just flipped the switch and like, oh, that's the group. You know, boom. Yep. Creation of a white state. The stated purpose is, quote, to incite a race war. I'm very powerful. <laughs> Federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. There's some people that just want their lives back. And they enact the War Measures Act, the Emergency Measures Act, to justify a violent and brutal crackdown on old people and women and wounded veterans. You beat wounded veterans in the streets, you scum! What if I told you the organization and the individuals responsible for pushing this are being exposed right now in Canada? It all circles back to one group, and that's the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. That is pretty fair to say. Liberal-funded Antifa propaganda. That's what the government of Canada was making their decisions on. You were supposed to be grown-ups. Confirm things and look into things. The RCMP <laughs> recognized that Diagalon <laughs> was not a criminal group. It was not a terrorist entity, and they had trouble even defining it as a group at all. 
all. This whole narrative, they knew it was bunk. The justification of the Emergencies Act during the trucker convoy came from lies from anonymous Twitter trolls from anti-hate. Uncovered in Hategate is a string of emails from government officials. Politician goes on TV and says that, oh, there's this terrorist group involved in the convoy. Then people say, can you like back up your statement? And he says, talk to law enforcement. And then law enforcement is like, oh crap, we got to find something. So they just like spend 15 minutes Google Diagon and come up with this hit piece. That Global News article conveniently sources one expert. That expert is from the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. But it's the circle jerk, this vicious circle, one person feeding fake information to another who then finances those people to provide the fake information so they can then launder it off to whomever they need to in order to justify whatever fabricated crisis they financed that never existed in the first place. Yep. I consider it the single most embarrassing and grotesque intelligence failure in national history. Yeah, that's how they do it, man. The same thing with the, the Wikipedia thing. They they write one article that goes to the Wikipedia source, and then another article which kind of slightly yeah. exaggerates, and then they just all of a sudden they build this Makes straw man seem, monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a paper mache of credibility. <laughs> credibility. Well, that's right. Yeah. Like, well, it's totally all credible. Like, like I said last night, my my intention was to troll them and make them look terrible, and then maybe the media would pick up, but I, I, somebody, once this goes into the media, because they're going to report, like once Andy Kate keeps banging the drums about this, somebody's going to report on it, probably. Yeah. yeah. And then and then people will start looking at it, and they're going to find out, like, and they're going to say, oh, this is crazy, you're being trolled by a bunch of, by a bunch of assholes. Like, I, I put this militia photo on my Instagram page, and you know, put like, redacted over the face to make it look like a leaked, like, CIA dossier file or something, and it was, like, this wasn't a leak. No, it's still, I put this out there for, you know, the entertainment of it. And they just, you know, went and ran with it. But instead yeah. of the media and the anti-hate people ma- being made to look silly, it was like, I said, it was like, I'm, my intention is to break this window. I'm going to throw a brick through a window and it's, ha And then the whole building came down. Like, yeah. whoa, I didn't. You know, <laughs> did you mean to do this? Like, well, sort of, yeah. Well, again, not, you, you threw not the, exactly. You threw, huh. you threw the brick, right? But they had like, yeah. uh, they had the C4 packs ready for the demolition of the back. They were just I, waiting I, for that timing. Because again, that yeah. that one, I remember that one day when they had that hearing in the uh, parliament there in Canada, and, and, and all of yeah. them were starting talking about Diagonal. And someone would say, they've been fed all this information. Here's the group we need right now to declare the Emergencies Act, yeah. right? That, that's like what that it was. It's like that brick went through the window and just knocked out every support. The whole thing came down. Like, <laughs> the whole building was made of glass. I didn't realize. I thought it was, you know, like your, I said, I, I thought thermite it was brick. grown-ups. I, I thought there were no. people in the establishment that would be smart enough to, that were because I I consider myself I think I'm an idiot right or I might be a little smarter than the average guy but that's it there's not there's definitely not, not going to be people in the in, intelligence agencies that are gonna they're gonna know right they're gonna see this and know what's going on I don't know right nope. and I made numerous offers too many I was like if anybody because I started printing this in the media and I started getting so this is why I made this video you played earlier people are going to Ottawa I said be on your best behavior yeah, because I they're going to look yeah. for something they're yep. trying to set us up here yeah like look at the news this isn't an accident right and that's that is what they were doing so uh, you know i i made multiple overtures like live and record there's like anytime you want i made like jokes i made like a sticking like a note like you'd pass in school like mm-hmm. dear ceases like do you like me check yes or no like here's my phone number call me like and you guys like i can clear this up anytime i'm not hiding if you want to come talk to me i'm right here you know yeah. and nobody ever asked me a single question of course not ever no nope. still to this day but they're sneaking around though, right? The different properties they, and stuff, like in the literally in the woods, like sneaking around. I remember Derek yes. posted some stuff about that. 
<laughs> they were following us in Ottawa and, and they're spying on people. Oh. They dug up like ex-girlfriends of mine from like 10 years ago. And they're like, when's the last time you talked to him? Do you know what he's up to? Do you know where he goes? And she's like, I don't, I haven't talked to him in seven years. What are you talking about? And you know, going to people's workplaces and their wives and their fa- like trying to find any, and I'm here the whole time going, are you looking for me? Like I'm right here. Are you looking for me? One of the guys gave me a card. Yeah, the CSIS agent left him his card. Like, well, if anything comes up. So I texted the number with like some kissy face emojis. And I'm like, are you looking for me? Like, we can hang out <laughs> if that's something you want to blocked me immediately. I'm like, so you're not looking to find out what's happening, what's going on. No. You're looking no. for dirt because like police 101 is if the subject you're investigating is willing to talk, absolutely let them talk. Oh, yeah. Let them talk all day. Right, right. Yeah. But they knew what I would say and it would be on the record. And then how can they say, oh, we didn't know. Like, well, he told you and you investigated and he, well, well, we never really. So they were, it was this massive ass covering operation. It was like some kind of petty high school, like, well, we're going to say this. And then we're going to tell Becky that that's what happened. And then we're going to tell Rachel. And it, I'm like, you guys are supposed to be like the fucking, <laughs> sorry. You guys are supposed to be oh, like, fine. you know, the, this big shot. Like when I grew up as a kid, like the guys that you were supposed to be in my head were like, you know middle-aged you know fit guys that are no joke they're not fucking around they're very intelligent they take the job very seriously they probably dress in suits all the time you know they're very calculated and, and no it's a bunch of fat lesbians that are afraid of <laughs> th- they think this is taking over the world i'm like yeah oh, wow we're in rough shape boys this is not we're in danger you cannot you can't make a joke you cannot crack uh you know because you know make some it, kind of uh, facetious calm you can't yeah. shit post you know you can't do any of this you just right. have to, i mean that's what's so sad about this too, right? I mean, there's just an endless amount of material here too. You got a, uh, uh, you, you got a dump. I downloaded that, right? A, a documents dump on yeah. on what they collected on Take, you guys. Uh, Thousand and eighty pages or so, and this was there's more coming. We only got the first piece. It was twenty seven parts, and it was uh, basically January. It seems like to August of twenty twenty two, and mm-hmm. there's still like more to follow. So it'll be interesting. All the emails and stuff we did get were at this time when it was at kind of the peak of its craziness. Okay. So I'll be interested to see if any of their attitudes have changed, or if there's any emails going back and forth, like, oh no, what have we done? Maybe <laughs> we're know? yeah. Maybe we're because exaggerating there were, this. <laughs> there was one guy in here who had the rank of inspector in the RCMP, which is pretty high. Like he's a senior detective. He's you know, that's like a, a big deal. And he said, I think we're in danger of losing the narrative here. We're going we're following really? we're going down a media rabbit hole and the facts of the investigation don't line up with what is being said here. And he was just ignored. It just that, you know, so you have a senior guy in there saying, uh, sounding the alarm on like, I don't see what, you know, I think we're making a mistake. And so on. there's a few cops in there that at least are, you know, <laughs> don't look at me. I did what I, I tried. I tried to tell but you this again. This is like top down, right? Because, because oh, I mean, yeah. they, they wanted to do this. Let's, let's, the background of this again here, you know, specifically with the emergencies act and stuff like that. Right. But like they, they needed that to, 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 you know, to break up the convoy and all that stuff, right? Yep. Too many people were protesting. There was the yep. hardcore COVID lockdowns it was and stuff. Very popular. It was, it was exactly big, bigger right. every week. Every weekend there was more people. It was it wasn't going to end anytime soon. This was going to carry on into the spring. It would have brought the government down for sure. I, that's what I was going to say. Like usually, what happens is if it's popular enough on that kind of level, that could actually talk, you know get governments. And again, not not like violently overthrown, no, but I'm saying just like it, you know, <laughs> it would. Because, yeah, and it's like, oh, they were trying to overthrow. No, it, w- it would become clear in the eyes of the population that this is not a legitimate government anymore. No one seems to recognize that they should be where they are. There's a massive amount of people that need yeah. change and they need it right now. Yep. So that means we're having an election or we're doing something. Something's going to happen right now because this is a crisis. Like, this is an emergency. They can say, oh, it's an emergency act. The people, Tom Marazzo, a friend of mine, said this. Like, that was the People's Emergency Act. 
they shut the capital city down and flooded it with trucks and people for weeks. What do you, what do you think that was? That's yeah. a, if that's not a cry for help, you know, and, yep. uh, next time that happens, there'll be something else. And you see, you know, tons of people now marching for the, you know, uh, sexual programming of children happened yesterday and oh, yeah, the, know, the, immensely the popular Muslims, the some Christians are out there, right? The government has no opinion on that either. They're just not going to say anything. The conservatives say nothing about it. And it's like, th there's these social issues of tearing our country apart and you're just content to pretend none of it's happening. Yep. It's going to look the other way. Like you're asking for, like, this isn't going to stop. These protests and these these grievances are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're going to wish soon that when you could go back in time to February 2022 and what they should have did, people are always like, well, what should they have done? They should have walked out there. The prime minister should have, if he had, if he had the sack for it, should have walked out there with, you know, a security detail, 10, 12 guys, whatever, and walk right up there onto the stage and be like, listen, this should never have happened. There should not be 50,000 people in our, there shouldn't be thousands of people in pain fighting each other on the streets of our cities. This is something's gone horribly wrong, obviously. And I want to help you fix that. We, we, we need to work together to fix that. We need to come like, so we're going to set up a way you guys need to provide us people to talk to, and we're going to talk to them and we're going to work to a resolution and a conclusion. Cause this is obviously, you know, obviously this is a broken situation. Did they do that? No, they hid, no. they hid in a hole yep. and they tried to get the military to come put us down. And when the military said no, because it would cause a mutiny, they pulled every cop that would volunteer for overtime that they could find in the country, brought them to Ottawa and they celebrated beating the shit out of their own. Citizens. I remember it. You did the telegram had, dump on the, uh, I, after I, they trampled the old lady, right? Yep. Yeah. They, I released that too. And, and <sighs> your rebel news stole that and put their watermark on it, pretended it was there. That's right. He, yeah. He and Vexty <laughs> did the same thing at counter signal. I'm like, oh yeah. And then they act like they don't know who I am. Like you're literally following what I'm doing and stealing, <laughs> stealing shit. Go on a cruise. Go on another cruise, on Ezra, a, huh? Why don't you I'm do that? I'm on a instead? boat. <laughs> Stay on the boat. Stay on the boat. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it? Uh, What's was... the name of the boat? Is it the Lusitania? <laughs> what can, what can hope, right? No, was that, was that the, <laughs> uh, I'm confusing it with the Olympia. What was the other one? The That's right. Yeah. That, that one, that anyway. boat that never, I just recently got into that whole hole and I was Isn't like, that interesting? Was like, the identical scandal. What do you mean yeah. there's an identical boat? Oh my and then God. there was this whole thing that converted them into like warships and stuff. And so that was another thing that happened. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's lost to history. But anyway, guys, uh, if you're interested, uh, the Caribbean cruise with <laughs> With if you want to hang out I with it, Ezra yeah, and David Menzies, you can do that right now. Yeah. We, we were talking about this earlier, and Henrik and I both were like, that's a great idea. We're going to rent a cruise ship, and we're not going to invent mm. our friends and family. We're going to open it up to just random fans, that, and we're going to charge them thousands of dollars for the pleasure of our company for a week, yes. as they fan us with leaves and feed us grapes. We suck on the deck of a cruise ship. One-on-one. One-on-one one -on -one with your favorite yeah. rebel personality, right? What, Isn't that what, right? Whatever makes you happy. You know? <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. So uh, we had this one as well. We got to show this. <clears throat> I, I couldn't tell if this was a joke or not. About 15% of Canadians, as many as <clears throat> 6 million people are conspiracy theorists, says federally subsidized media monitor. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network says it requires more subsidies, of course, to counter those who would do away with our liberal democracy. Uh, this is, I mean, it's not a, it's not that it, Yes, they make money on it. Yes, it's a growing industry. Yes, it's a grift. But obviously, this is not about the money. This is about the power and the politically motivation arc behind that. You just need more money to continue yeah. to kind of enforce your worldview and destroy your political enemies. Yeah. Uh, but boy, is there a lot of money in this? 
No. Yeah. yeah well, they, well, they asked, they're asking for $5 million more million right now to give to just these nuts. Some of these people, we can't even verify they exist. The so-called expert on me is someone named Elizabeth Simons, who no one can identify, find. There's no picture, no video, no resume, no LinkedIn profile, no co-authored, peer-reviewed, nothing from university, no graduation. There's, this person doesn't exist. And they've been asked numerous times, like, who is this person? And they said, oh, of course she exists. Okay, well, where is she? Is oh, you're crazy. Like, okay, well, you're not you're not making this better. <laughs> you know? It should be very easy to prove someone exists. You go one one moment if someone accused me, like, I don't think this Henrik guy exists. Oh uh, yeah, he does. Just give me one second. Here, there, there he is. <laughs> you're crazy. That would be an easy way to make me look insane, and yet they've nothing, right? So, you know, as far as I know, she doesn't exist. But they're exports. They, uh, they, exports. they have their. They have their mortgages. Maybe some of them even have boat payments. And and this is what they do all day. Do you know what I mean? They sit around and they make money on this. Yeah. How many people is there? Because again, that, that video about, let me play that one, about how they shared information. New Zealand reached out like, hey, uh, by the way, do you have some papers on di Diagonal? And the camera was like, sure, we can do that. <laughs> and, and it says in there, yeah, then they praise this one officer. I think her name. I think her name was Candy with a K and not with a Y with an I. K-A-N-D-I. Candy. Candy. That's who threw together a 15 minutes uh, out of her ass presentation on me and, you know, what my group is doing when they can't even. And they gave that to as, as like a presentation to the Five Eyes intelligence community. So I guess, you know, like MI5 and the CIA and all these different people. And now and New Zealand needs some. Well, so what exactly does the goat do? He time travels and steals planes like we need clarification. Do we need to protect our airspace? Like, oh, my Lord. But then if you do that, then say, well, they're hiding behind comedy. Yes. They're, you know, what I mean, yeah. like it never ends. It's just a circle that, that jerk. The of, they yeah. just because they were blinded for their hatred for they hated me so much that they couldn't believe that I was like this. No, no, it's a it's a scheme. It's a ruse. He's actually yeah. secretly masterminding that like, we just got to find where he's hiding the swastikas, you know, any minute now. Yeah. We just got to interview more people. Turn over more rocks, you know, put more people. There's got to be something somewhere. And there's still, you know, and, and if there and if there is nothing, they will invent those things. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing. The, the, that's the other part mm -hmm. of this. Right. They just they then they just make it up. It just becomes a media event. And I mean, as far as the no, no comment, <laughs> I'm under a gag order on some things for another 340 days. So. Oh, really? OK. Yeah. And yeah you still well, have a couple of these pending couple cases, of cases right? have been thrown out, but they, you know, as it can be, like, I can't, that's it for a year, like one year and then whatever you want, but because of certain <laughs> people involved and can, you know, it was, it's common, I guess. My lawyer is like, that's even, right. it wouldn't matter. Even if it went all the way to trial, you get acquitted of everything. The judge would still, they still put a gag order to keep, yep. you know, yep. so. Uh, okay. Check this out. Here's the uh, New Zealand uh, request here. Explain like I am five. What is a foie pop? The, the foie pop um, was essentially someone writing in to um, the appropriate agency and saying, hey, I want, you know, all records, emails, blah, 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 um, about Diagalon for this period. At one point, New Zealand police contact the RCMP saying, hey, can you give us some information about, and then they're looking for Diagalon stuff. Uh, so we had basically uh, information going to international like spy agencies, police, um, that was a nothing burger. And for what? For what reason? To reiterate that, we have law enforcement sharing personal information of people who haven't even been convicted of anything. These are innocent people who are having their information shared internationally. In, in thinking about 
um, the expose that we produced, it's important to understand what it isn't. And what it isn't is, you know, a look at what Jeremy McKenzie podcasts. The focus is, you know, what did law enforcement believe it to be? Why did they think that? And did that correspond to reality? Well, that's the big thing, right? Did it correspond to reality? No, it, it does not. Yeah. They could they make it up as they go. <laughs> yeah, it's and I, you know, I, it's it's worth mentioning too that uh, you know I, I was really really impressed by you know Karima just as a person because she's you know she's a a liberal you know, like a lefty kind of you know I, I, I got that vibe and I was like huh but, interesting that yeah, she joined she, in on this you know yeah yeah but she she's reasonable and she wants sure. to know what the truth is and so on and and yep. she had the courage to you know she came to my bail hearing and saw what went on and went hmm you know. And she was familiar with who I was and so on, but uh, she actually, you know, put herself out there to, you know, find out. And despite the fact I'm a, an alt-right extremist, neo, you know, all of these right. things. And she was able to like put that aside anyway and just talk to me like a human being. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was fine, you know. It That's was, rare. It is rare. So I, I, rare. I, I, it's worth, you know, uh, praising people like that for their courage and, uh, you know, their commitment. Sure. Good, good right for thing. her. Yeah. You know, no. not, not bending in the face because she took a lot of shit for that. You know, she had a lot of people that were very... You're, you're, you're doing what? Yeah, you know, they exactly. couldn't believe it, right? Well, oh, she, he's, she'll, he's, he's, like, she'll find out real quick who her uh, real friends uh, and associates yeah. actually are, yeah. uh, to be honest. But yeah, so this is the, the Five Eyes Intelligence Oversight and Review Council, right? They uh, shared between the UK, the US, New Zealand, Canada, <clears throat> and Australia. Uh, some people have added the nose to that. Uh, Israel is part of that network. If you have the U.S. part of that, it, it will be Israel part of that. <laughs> That's yeah, just how it goes. Maybe Canada too. too, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I think there's some benign <laughs> breath is very active here. So. Exactly. There you go. Um, so, so, man, I mean, it, it's just there's there's no is is there ever will there ever be a way to communicate to these authorities of like hey g g guys can we like can we just sit down and like try to sort like yeah. just can we just sort this out and like actually talk to each other and see what's that's never going to happen right it's, well the the what's really crazy is that the pettiness i mean a lot of people have commented on that of how just the just the behavior and the attitudes around this and you know something Karima said in one of these other interviews was like at no point did anyone say you know this guy's never been convicted of anything we're supposed to presume he's innocent no that that conversation doesn't happen anywhere they're just carrying on as though copy paste copy paste you know and send and uh i was like yeah how how would i like they have no now there's egg on their face and i've you know ripped into them pretty good they're not going to do anything to favor no they have to double down now fuck me obviously so Basically, for me to like get this resolved and get a and be able, I would have to become prime minister myself and then call them and say, "Hey, can I now?" You know, because we have. Um, well, you're already, the, you're already the, prime the, minister the, of Diagonal, so let's just. Well, I mean, the, <clears throat> emperor. We're, we're emperor. doing. Okay. No, this I'll, isn't a democratic system. Okay, all. good. Very, yeah, I was worried. <laughs> I was worried that for a bit. <laughs> no, no, it's very, very, very brutal. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it like one of our our federal leaders, the NDP, is on a terror watch list. I don't think he's allowed in the United States. India doesn't want him either. He's one of these Sikh Khalistani separatist guys, and he's a oh, federal yeah. party leader. He could be prime minister, and right. So I mean, I don't know. I would love to if anybody's watching. I mean, I had uh, somebody was trying to get a hold of. Steve Bannon from the U.S. I'm gonna be like, can you make a call for me? Can you, <laughs> Steve? Yeah. Do you know anybody? Yeah, a governor or anyone could pick me up with the. I don't know. Just kidding. I don't, I wouldn't flee the country. I mean, I'm here. I'm staying here until it becomes like it's. If, they, if I stay any longer, they're gonna kill me, right? Or you're gonna go to prison forever. And then it's like, 
what good are you going to do then? There's no point in martyring yourself. And I'd rather carry on what I'm doing from somewhere else where I'm safe mm-hmm. and can continue in some limited, better capacity. But if you're in jail, you're, you're off the board, you're done. Oh, of course. Yeah. Or if you're dead. So, I mean, that's, that's where it's going, but. Has it calmed down overall a little bit since the the height of this thing? Is it a little? Yeah. Calmer? Well, you had part of a, a story up there. There was a, some other. There was a few people that wrote some, you know, pretty positive stories, and a lot of people are starting to see through like what happened. And I think it would be kind of crazy to double down now at this point, right? Uh, yeah. With everything that's come out, and it's like the other side of the story is now coming out, and people are really shocked about it and surprised and not dealing with it very well. A lot of my enemies are very real. They're a lot. They're drinking a lot this week and last Good. week, and yeah, it's cool. So, We'll see where it goes down the line, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm always going to have that, you know, kind of smear on my reputation. And that's the point. That's what they're for. That's what the, uh, SPLC ADL con, that's what they do is they, uh, technically it's not illegal. Like they just destroy your character using the power they have in their media connections. Yeah. And then it really doesn't matter what, like their whole point is to silence you in the way that they've turned you off of everybody else so badly that it doesn't matter what you say. You could have a video of the president killing a baby, but everyone's like, well, that was that Nazi guy. I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's a very powerful thing that they have to, you know, uh, control and contain, um, the narrative. Yeah, and the the dissidents, those who could knock them off their positions of power, uh, they have a very clear line of where they want to, where they want this to go, what kind of world they're envisioning yeah. for for everybody, for us essentially. Uh, and you're seeing, I think, again, a genuine grassroots kind of opposition with that. And the internet has been a tremendous uh, tool that we have been yeah. able to use uh, up until this point. And now they've all these yeah. other shit happening, right? The EU just uh, passed their mm-hmm. uh, Digital Services Act. The UK did something similar. I'm a, I forget, did Canada do something similar too? Or, have, or are they about to? I forget if they're they, right that they way. They passed a couple of things that were sim- like to what's happening in the UK now. Their conservative government passed, was it the online harms bill? Ours is named similar things, mm-hmm. similar kind of rhetoric where it says like, just because it's not illegal doesn't mean it's not harmful. What does that mean, right? It's like who? It's harm. You're harmed by things you read and on a book. Like that's like you read it on a screen. It didn't hurt you. It's just right. But no, it's uh, entered this world now. That's just it. It's a completely the game is is completely different, right? (laughs) Even the COVID stuff, right? I mean, you go back to like the '70s with the vaccines of the uh, the bird. Was it the bird? The swine flu at the time, right? Like five people died, and it's oh holy shit. Let's shut everything down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different territory worth, now. Yeah, mentioning too, just for, because I like a lot of different people watch your program. And you guys do a great job, by the way. I'm a huge fan. So do you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. <laughs> you, you guys you do as well. incredible work. And, uh, but one of the key things that I took away from this is that they really, they were, they tried and tried and were frustrated that they couldn't pin us down as a group or a mili- like, right? Yeah. And I noticed this from what happened to the Proud Boys. It's like, okay, they've got a hierarchy. They've got like a command structure, sort of. They've got a code. Like, they've got all these. They're an organization. So that enables all kinds of other legal tools and mechanisms that they can use against you. Yeah. So I was careful to like, it's just a little, it's basically a fan club. Like I've got friends and you know, co like not coworkers, but you know, people we collaborate with and we do, but there's no real formal or like we're just people doing things, you know, it's yeah. not really an organization. Mm-hmm. So I, that was a kind of intentional, um, I left, made it that way on purpose because I didn't want to open anybody up to that. But you have other groups like uh, that have taken it a step further, like Patriot Front in the United States, and you know you've got Vanguard Britannica in the UK, and you know others around, and they're 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 doing that. But they're very careful, and they're right to do this. That everything has to be above board. Like you can't yeah. even if you have a guy with a drinking problem who gets caught drinking and driving, that could end up taking your whole organization down. It could be right. that small, yeah. a tiny, the tiniest splinter in the armor, and the whole thing is over. Yeah. So it's everything has to be above board. Everything's legal. Every there's no. And I tell the guys here, like, don't even talk about guns. 
No, no. That's like being in the United States talking about bombs. Like you're instantly have the FBI on you. Up here, they're even crazier. So it's like, there's just certain things you learn. Like, okay, never talk about this. Don't mention it. Like, don't give them anything. Mm -hmm. And then, because they'll take it and come right in there. So um, people are learning and they're picking up uh, what not to do by watching other people try and fail or try and succeed a little bit then fail and then, and so on. So yeah. It's interesting how it's progressing. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here between the segments. I want to ask you a bit more about the, you know, because you've gone through, uh, I would assume, most of the documents, but there's a lot there too. And you have more, you know, stuff. Yeah. But I didn't personally yeah. read every one of them, but uh, uh, I, gave my, I trusted my lawyers to do it. Uh, yeah. Because I want to see if there's any, uh, you know, more stuff there in terms of like w- what they, if there's any kind of dis, like, as you said, a conversation internally, like, well, you know, how, how do we, how do we piece this together you know kind yeah. of thing like how do we yeah, present I'm not, this i'm not you know? telling people not to do not, not to organize or do anything quite the opposite i'm saying they're they're cognizant that that's they want you to do that and then what that does is it opens you up you're now you go from boxing to being in a cage fight now now there's other things you got to worry about being kicked in the face too and strangled mm-hmm. instead of just punched like there's other weapons that can now be used against you if you make a mistake so yeah. yep act accordingly. And, it's, and it's just not worth making that and and again it's like Whatever you know, plan people have or whatever, or like whatever, whatever they would envision, like okay, mm-hmm. this is you know our government's uh, the direction it's going. It's unsustainable. These people at the top, they're ruining our countries and blah blah blah. Uh, it, we can all feel those things, but there's no reason to like you know. We gotta we gotta topple them, or you know, like yeah. well, even if you felt that way, like just don't. You, what do you have to talk about these kinds of things? Like yeah. you, you can Once, you might, you might have, have those feelings, but like just yeah. you know, try to be cool about this stuff. It's so hard to keep yeah. some people on point. That what they want to have now, they want to have to change immediately. They want to be part of yeah. something. I, look, I get it that they're like. Yep you know, uh, angry, they, they want uh, transformation, I, I get all those things. But to kind of just put a crosshairs on yourself at this point or other people around you, it's just not worth it in the current, um, how things currently look, right? It, it's about changing the culture and, and getting people to think differently and start to think about, you know, um, different ideas and different ways to, you know, be brave, th- things to be brave about and be courageous about and things to stand for and like once it starts to reach a point where enough people have kind of an understanding and appreciation and their spirit has been you know you know elevated to the same kind of level i think things will just take care of them not take care of themselves but the conditions will be set for other other events and other possibilities to happen but you know yeah. unless enough people understand what's happening and want to get involved and want to come out and you know, stand up next to you and so on like we're never going to get anywhere so that's you yeah. know building this kind of foundational um you know, momentum is, is key to getting anywhere else. You got to start there and build up and everybody wants to skip to the end where we, you know, win an election or something, which without doing all of the stuff that takes to get there, it's like a, I know just the frame of a car without an engine in it. And it's like, it might yep. look nice, but it can't do anything. So you need to build the rest. Of that's the right. I think that's happening. And I think it's working. It's just going to take a little while. Absolutely. I mean, even institutions, right? I mean, there's so many other things, as you say, around that we, we can actually get into that a little bit more in part two, yep. in terms of like what, what actually we, we need to do. Right. Sure. But all right. So anyway, so, so that's really kind of just begin to scratch the surface in terms of summarizing what has happened and stuff like that. Um, is there anything else that you feel is important to get out here at the end of part one before we move on and go a little deeper into this here? Um, not sure. I think I you know covered a lot of it, but um, yeah, I'm very thankful to the support and everything I've had from from people and you know internationally too around the around the world and from the international community as Good. well, like yeah. yourself and, and others. And uh, you know, it would have been. It, it, I could see how it could end if you had to go through this alone. You're, you're, <laughs> you know, you're walking into Mordor by yourself. You know, everybody needs, you know, some help. Support. We're not going to be able to do get very far on our own like this. No, so no, definitely not. I think uh, just appreciating, appreciative of that, and uh, you know, um, 
we could all we're, 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 we'll all do well to you know look out for each other so oh of course thanks um so guys i mean is hate gate the best place to go to just kind of get the the overview story yeah well you can get the files there on my website and hategate.ca has the expose that was written by uh Saad and and hadigan it's in a, in a bunch of different places now crier.co has it uh i think the original and then um yeah, it's, it's, it's around. It's about 85 pages. It's very in-depth. It's very well-sourced. There's, you know, screenshots and links and where to find all of these different quotes and things inside the files. It's all, you know, they slammed it together in five or six days. I was pretty impressed. And uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I thought it was very well done. Fascinating. That's, uh, it's just an incredible, <laughs> it's just an incredible thing when you like have that 10,000 feet view on this. And it's just like, yeah. is this our, is this our countries yeah. now? There's like no, nothing yeah. is serious anymore. It, it's, well, it's, we, we lived with it for two years knowing this was true and everyone's <sighs> saying, oh, you're full of crap. And I was like, someday it's going to come out and you're all going to look very silly. And yeah. now it is. And it's nothing but silence. You know, that's the, they say that's the sound of victory on the battlefield is quiet when you're enemies. That's true. Destroyed. Yeah, that's true. Yep. All right. So regingdissident.com, you can get the right there on the front page. You see the diagonal files if you want to check out that and then of course uh, if you want to follow jeremy more closely you can do that on i still can't get over it, x no twitter uh <laughs> it's at, twitter. at jeremy underscore mckenzie just drop the e right at the end of that yeah and, and if somebody uh, else already had the other e and i oh. messaged him and i said you're not worthy how dare you, and, you know. <laughs> there you go or of course uh telegram t.me forward slash raging dissident two is it two or I, yeah. I though that uh, yes yeah, so Roman numerals, numerals too, essentially everything's obviously the Roman Empire did anybody get the memo we're doing that again what was that it was some uh, what was that video that was going viral like I, I discovered meme. my boyfriend is thinking about the Roman Empire they started interviewing guys and how often do you think about it and they're like oh, probably, probably once a wasn't week it, yeah. comes up at least yeah <laughs> somebody did the meme of that I think it was a senator at some deposition and he's like five times more 20 times more, 100 <laughs> times more, 500, probably more. Yes, yeah, 500 times a day, I think about it. <laughs> uh, we need some order back. That's uh, that's yes. why. Uh, all right, guys, we'll take a quick break right here. We'll be right back with uh, Jeremy McKenzie. Keep, uh, keep on talking about what's going on in Canada. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. That's part one with Jeremy McKenzie. We're going to continue in part two and expand our conversation quite a bit. It's actually a great part two. Don't miss it. We uh, go uh, far and uh, wide into many different subjects. But just doing analysis overall on, on what the situation is like right now, what we're facing, what we can do, what we should do, the psychology uh, of, of people who want to do something, where should we spend our time, how do we fight the best, you know, these kinds of things. Uh, great conversation coming up. Check that out. Go to redicemembers.com. 10 bucks a month it helps us tremendously please get a membership keep in mind we don't have any big sponsors we don't have any angel investors or venture capitalists putting in money our way we are of course 100 independent for that reason because we are supported by you guys out there our viewers our audience so thank you so much for your support uh, if you want to get a longer membership you can do that as well that way you get the price down per month as well we have uh, from uh, three months all the way up to two years available uh, you can also get a producer or an executive producer tier if you want to do a little bit extra for red eyes if you want to put some resources our way if you want to shout out at the end of the show your name your uh, image or your avatar your profile pic what have you we also want to hear guest suggestions from you who would you like us to reach out to what topics would you like to cover in the streams and so forth so with that thank you so much to our executive producers today t lothrop stoddard v miller resin revolt good luck lap jake red pill rundown french 47 mark smith no one jeebs president ubunga mongoose william fox Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, 
Francis Parker Yockey, Dillabob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze. We also have Colin. Our producers are Mr. Walker 696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pop, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, and Kami Combo Deal. Thank you so much, guys. We can't do this without you. If you do want to get a producer or executive producer tier, you can get that at redhousemembers.com or Odyssey or Subscribe Star. Please check it out. Otherwise, thank you so much, everybody out there, for being a member. We'll continue with part two right now with Jeremy McKenzie. Do not miss this great stuff coming up. We'll see you on the other side of the break.